We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. 7 o'clock, Sports Radio 94. WIP, Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard on this Thursday night as we look forward to Super Bowl 57. Now we're starting to get closer. Here from Jalen Hurts. We'll play the press conference later. Some of the players talking today. A lot of dopes out there saying dopey things. But that's how you know we're getting closer and closer to the Super Bowl with the Eagles and Chiefs next week in Phoenix, Arizona. But I want to talk about something tonight that I think is really going to become the biggest discussion that we have here now and into the offseason. And it pertains to kind of the sense of urgency we have as a fan base, the sense of urgency this franchise has. Because I think there is is become a sense, and I understand the logic behind some of it, but but a sense that the Eagles' window to win is only now. That that their chances to do this over a long period are are slim that it's going to be hard for them to sustain this success because all the free agents they have, because they have to pay Jalen Hurts. I heard today Mark Cerise talking about the idea of Hurts going to be commanding $50 million per year. And there's like, oh, my God, what are they going to do? It's over. This is their only chance. And before I, I, I say what I want to say here, I just want to make sure I'm clear on this. I, I think this is the Eagles' best chance. And I think the Eagles will probably never put a team quite as talented around Jalen Hurts. That's the reality of the NFL. That is the reality of the salary cap. That is the reality of having a quarterback on his rookie deal, especially one that is like the 50-something highest-paid quarterback in the league. They have an extreme advantage right now. But I think it's going too far when we talk about this as if this can't sustain. And in fact, I believe the Eagles are going to have more shots at winning Super Bowls. I don't believe this is the only one. I don't believe this is a one-year wonder like, like it happened to be in 2017. I do believe the Eagles are going to have a long window of contention here to knock on the door to win Super Bowls. This reminds me, I'll use two examples, one uh, that we had here in Philadelphia and one that wasn't in Philadelphia. Within Philadelphia, this this is as if, to me, the Eagles made the Super Bowl in 2001. They didn't, right? They lost the NFC Championship game. But this is as if they made the Super Bowl in 01. This is the start of a run. And they should have two, three, four more cracks at this thing getting in the playoffs, winning divisions, playing in the divisional round, hopefully playing the conference championship game. Like the, I believe they're set up for sustained success, even with the specter of having free agents, even with the specter of Jalen Hurts' contract. I don't believe they're going anywhere anytime soon. 215-592-9494. The other comparison I'll make is this reminds me of the beginning, stress the beginning, not, not the end, the beginning of Russell Wilson's career in Seattle. What they have, the group they've put together, the, the, a bulk of this thing is not going anywhere for a long time. And that Seahawks team made the playoffs, got to the division round. Last year, the Eagles played the playoffs, made it to the first round. Then they won the Super Bowl. The next year, they went back to the Super Bowl. So they had a three-year window there right at the beginning of Russell Wilson's starting you know, career as a starter where they were right there as a team on the cusp, if not winning a championship, being in two Super Bowls. I see a, a similar run this Eagles team could go on. I don't believe this is a one-year wonder. I don't believe that because they have free agents, because Jalen Hurts is going to get paid, that they're kind of doomed after this. I believe they're in very good shape. And when you look around, there's lots of reasons why you should believe they're going to win for a while. Number one, let's just let's be real about it. It's the quarterback. It's Jalen Hurts. They have a 24-year-old quarterback who's going to finish top two in MVP. And unlike last time, because I, I know we 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 did this similarly in 2017. Jalen Hurts is not coming off or heading into the offseason with a debilitating injury. 
Now, I know his shoulder is banged up right now, but this is not a torn ACL and MCL like, like Carson Wentz had, which really took away his athleticism and changed his career. Also, the players here like him. So there's a reason to believe in this guy from a leadership perspective, a physical perspective. He's going to be a, a productive and good quarterback for a long time. So they have the foundation at quarterback. They have a lot of youth on this team. Like, I know they have free agents, but they're also a lot – like the offense – has a ton of continuity moving forward. Like, just think about some players on the offense going nowhere anytime soon. Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, Jordan Mailata, Landon Dickerson. They're, none of these guys are going anywhere anytime soon. Their quarterback, their top two receivers, their star tight end, their left tackle, their left guard are all under contract and young, going nowhere anytime soon. That is a foundation on the most important side of the football, the offense. Okay, and on the defensive side, they also have some young players with the ability that aren't going anywhere. Like their two best pass rushers, Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick, they're signed up and ready to go. So they have their left tackle, left guard, quarterback, two-star receivers, tight end, two pass rushers, locked and loaded for years to come. Those are very important positions. Yeah, are they going to lose a safety or a corner? Yeah, they probably are if they pay Jalen Hurts, but... I don't think they're moving guys that are going to change this franchise considerably. They have to replace them, but I, you know, if you're telling me, uh-oh, they might lose their star receivers. Uh-oh, they might lose their left tackle. Uh-oh, what are they going to do without their one of their two pass rushers that had double-digit sacks from the edge? I, I'd say that's really hard to replace. None of those guys are going anywhere. They have a smart, forward-thinking front office that is obviously adjusted on the fly to build this team. I trust Howie Roseman to figure out the cap, to figure out you know, Jalen Hurts' contract, and keep it manageable to keep putting good players here. So I'm not worried about that aspect. And I, I think this part is, is so important to point out because, you know, I made the, the comparison. This kind of reminds me of the beginning of the McNabb-Reed era with Sirianni and Hurts, right? Go back to 2000, 2001, that period of time. The biggest correlation I can make between that run and what we're about to see right now with the Eagles and why I think this Super Bowl is just the beginning of more trips deep into the postseason and to into potentially Super Bowls, look around the NFC. I mean, seriously, look at the NFC and think about the quarterbacks that will play in the NFC over the next couple years. Especially, and I think it's, I would say this is about a, I don't know, 55-45 shot, maybe maybe 60-40, especially if Aaron Rodgers ends up on the New York Jets. Has anyone looked at who the quarterbacks in the NFC will be next year? Because it's Jalen Hurts and a bunch of nonsense. I mean, here, here it is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read to you right now, and, and you know, obviously things could change a little bit with free agency in the draft, but I, I don't know how much different it's going to be. Here are the quarterbacks right now for the NFC teams as we look forward to 2023. Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott. Daniel Jones, Taylor Heineke, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Jordan Love, if Rodgers gets traded to the Jets, Justin Fields. I don't even know who the Bucks have under contract. Is it Kyle Trask? I, I have no idea. He's the only quarterback under contract. Sam Darnold, Andy Dalton, Desmond Ritter, Trey Lance and Brock Purdy with a torn UCL, Geno Smith. Banged up an old Matthew Stafford and Kyler Murray. He won't be ready till sometime in the middle of the season. I mean, seriously, think about that group of quarterbacks. You know what that reminds me of? The group that Donovan got to go against early in the 2000s in the NFC. It actually might be worse. That group at least had Kurt Warner and Brett Favre. What, what, like, is Jared Goff the second-best quarterback in the NFC next year? Second or third? He might be with Dak Prescott and Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins. Th th this is... This conference is ripe for the Eagles to run it for years. 215-592-9494. I think this is the beginning of a long run, a long window for the Eagles. And, and I, I don't think this is the first time we could have a game like this. In fact, how about this? Joe Banner, he uh, knows a thing or two about building teams here in Philadelphia. He thinks the Eagles are going to be back in this game. In fact, he thinks it'll be Eagles against Reed uh, more than one time. Here he was uh, talking to uh, Rich Eisen. They really rebuilt this from ground up in a fairly short period of time and have a team that, you know, I've actually said to a couple of people who are like, can you ever, could you believe that Andy is playing the Eagles in the Super Bowl? Could you ever imagine this? And I said, not only can I imagine it, but I'll bet it's not the last time they play each other in the Super Bowl. Look at their teams on this roster. Right. You know, they're incredibly young. They're well coached. They're smart. 
and they get people making the personnel decisions that haven't haven't stopped doing smart things. So not only are they in it, I actually think it won't be the only time the two of them are matching up against each other in a Super Bowl. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing, Rich Eisen. How about that? Joe Banner predicting multiple Super Bowls for this version of the Eagles. 215-592-9494. I think it's a long window of contention. Tucker, what do you feel? Long window or some sort of comet here out of nowhere? Yeah, I look at this team and I know that they have a lot of young pieces. Jalen Hurts is going to be here for a long time. You assume Nick Sirianni is going to be here a long time. Mm -hmm. But the last guy that took the Eagles to a Super Bowl didn't really get that long of a leash. He was gone within three years. So we'll hold out judgment on that. But when I look at this team and I look at this roster, you know, ESPN put together a list of their top 50 free agents yesterday. It posted on the website. How many Eagles were on that list? Uh, If I had to guess, seven or eight. (laughs) <laughs> probably because I texted you. Yes. There were eight of them on there, right? Like eight of the top 50 free agents coming up in this offseason are Eagles. Javon Hargrave was their number three free agent. James Bradbury and, and C.J. Gardner-Johnson were both ranked in the top 15. Then he had guys like Brandon Grimm. We talked about him possibly moving on at the end of the, the season. You know, someone like T.J. Edwards, who, who's played really well at linebacker and kind of found himself this season. And I look at Howie Roseman's track record and what he's done in his decade or so of power, and... He's never built anything that sustained a quarterback getting a big contract, right? Go back to his best years, and you can go all the way back to 2010. I'll even give him 2010, the first year he came into power. That team was really good with who at quarterback? Michael Vick mm. making backup quarterback money. 2013, Nick Foles and that team, they were good with Nick Foles making third-round rookie quarterback money. Same thing with 2016 or 2017 with Carson Wentz making rookie quarterback money, and now you have 2022 with Jalen Hurts making rookie quarterback money. He's never put together a team with a high-priced quarterback. I mean, I know what they've done this offseason is fantastic, but we've seen him do it before. We saw him do this in 2017 where he built a roster that was top to bottom, the best in the NFL with the benefit of having a quarterback making next to no money on the salary cap. So when I look at this team moving forward, not only are you you losing possibly seven, eight, nine key contributing starters to this team, Howie Roseman's never proven that he can rebuild a team like that with the cap hamstrung by a quarterback making forty-five or fifty million dollars. So you think it's more of a you think it's more likely this is a comet year, like seventeen? I think until Howie Roseman proves he can build something sustainable, I'm not going to expect it of him. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. What's more likely to you that this is similar to twenty seventeen? It's like a comet. It's a one year special super one year, and it's going to be hard to sustain winning. Howie's comet. Howie's Comet. That's, I mean, it's a headline right there. Or are you with me on this? And this is going to be a long window of contention. I, I, I believe that. I believe there's a lot of factors here led by the youth on the offense, the guys they do have signed up, the head coach that will be here, the front office that we now should trust. And I, I just I can't get past what the NFC is. That's a big part of all of this. You know, if the NFC was the AFC, let's just use that for an example. Let's just pretend in this conference there was Patrick Mahomes and there was Justin Herbert and there was Joe Burrow, you know, and and like there was seven of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league or eight of the top 10 quarterbacks. You know, then I'd have to pause and say, man, it's going to be a grind to get through every single year and to even make the playoffs or get through, you know, win more than one playoff game every single year. That's not the NFC. I can make a fair case right now the second best quarterback behind Jalen Hurts in this conference next year will be Jared Goff. I mean, I could say that with a straight face. And I, I've always been more of a Goff supporter than most people. But the bottom line is, like, think about that for a second. Jared Goff is second best quarterback in the conference. This conference is ripe to be taken over, not just this year, for years to come. I believe it's more likely we're looking at the beginning of a very long run of success and the beginning of years where we believe the Eagles can win the Super Bowl. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop in. Where do you fall on this? The beginning of a long run of contention? Or is this Howie's Comet? Howie's Comet 2.0? What do you call when there's a second Comet? I don't know. I thought Comet's like Comet once every like 70 years. Yeah, but we're doing this every five, I guess. So, I mean, it's just a little bit more naturally reoccurring. So, okay, so it's just one of Howie's comments. 215-592-9494. Long run of, of, of contention, or is it another Howie's comment, as uh, as Tucker is, is calling it here? Let's go to Adam, who's up on WIP. Hey, Adam. How you doing, bud? Good, Adam. What are you thinking tonight? Uh, real good. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, sorry. I'm in the middle of grading here. Sorry, bud. Uh, but, oh, good. Uh, <laughs> I want to say, uh, really, I want to, this whole call was to congratulate you and your position, man. Uh, oh, thank really you, Adam. 
You're welcome. I really can't wait to uh, uh, listen to you from 10 to 2 because that is the, the bulk of the time I'm in my office at school. And when I was, and so I was listening to Joe and uh, John Ritchie uh, just because that was the time I was in my office. So I really can't listen, can't wait to listen to you. Um, it's great to have you and Hugh Douglas together as well because we're down here in Atlanta and it was great to listen to him down here. Um, he was a great host, but he really seemed, I guess the best words I can think of is out of place. Um, he worked for the Falcons, so he would talk about the Falcons, but you could really tell that he was, edging, especially when he was one of the Super Bowl back in 2018, 27, 2018, you could tell that he was really uh, edging to kind of talk about the Eagles more so than the Falcons. Right. Well, and, you know, uh, it's probably one of those things where his heart, he he was there, but his heart probably was wishing he was here kind of thing. Exactly. It yeah. was. And he he spoke of that uh, regularly. And um, he, was get, he was getting some uh, getting some heat for that, I think, or a little bit of heat for that down here as well. So I cannot wait to listen to you guys together. But um, uh, you were asking about um, – the Eagles, I think I, I, I think they're going to win. I hope they're going to win. And um, I can't remember anything else I'm going to say. I just, I just really just want to call it and congratulate you, man. I, I'm really proud of you, and I, I can't wait to listen to you guys at some 10 to 2. Well, Adam, I appreciate that, man. You've always been a great caller, and, and I appreciate listening for all these years. And, yes, excited to have you uh, as uh, part of the uh, the new midday audience. As I guess there's been some jockeying for, for callers and listeners. I, here, here, Maybe this is a – pie in the sky idea i do have a like a, a thought that some of our listeners listen all day anyway so like will you listen to the new morning show i hope you do will you listen to the midday show I, you better will you listen to the afternoon show i'm sure you will so how, instead of choosing who do you listen to listen to them all that's my take just use the odyssey app just yeah just listen all day it's really it's actually it, it's actually easy just press play in the morning 215-592-9494 um yeah, and, and when you kind of look at this thing as, as where they are, I, I do acknowledge, to Tucker's point about Howie and sustainability, most franchises don't sustain this level for more than a year. You know, and, and usually when you do, there is a component there that I don't think we could say the Eagles have yet. The component I've noticed over the years, teams that are every year, right, year in, year out, top of the conference type of teams – they usually have a Hall of Fame coach or a Hall of Fame quarterback. And I don't think it's fair yet to say the Eagles have either of those things. I mean, obviously, if they keep winning like this, they could have both. I mean, not, I'm not putting that uh, – it's not out of the realm. But, like, you know, the, the Chiefs have a Hall of Fame quarterback, Hall of Fame coach. The Patriots for all those years, Hall of Fame quarterback, Hall of – so you have – sometimes you have both. Um, Peyton Manning, Hall of Fame quarterback, won 12 games a year. So it's not going to be easy. But this does remind me of early Andy, early Donovan – because they're good, they have a lot of young pieces that will be here for a while, and the NFC could flat stink the next few years. I mean, the minute Rodgers gets traded to the Jets, and it doesn't that feel like it's it's like going to happen? If Rodgers is a Jet, I don't know if I've ever seen the conference have this little at quarterback in my entire time as a fan. Tucker, if, if Rodgers is traded to the Jets, who are the top three quarterbacks in the NFC next season? Jalen Hurts, in some order. Jalen Hurts, Dak, Dak Prescott, and maybe a healthy Matthew Stafford. And then we get to, like, Goff. And then you get, like, Goff, maybe a uptick from Justin Fields. I mean, maybe, but Justin Fields can't hasn't thrown a pass that got completed in two years. Like, this is what we're talking about now. I mean, it's, 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 it's ripe for the picking. I'll put it that way. Let's talk to Gavin in New Jersey. What's up, Gavin? Hey, how we doing? Good, Gavin. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, just uh, commenting on the fact that everyone, everyone I know at least, is freaking out about Jalen Hurts getting paid and the fact that we have a young roster and a lot of guys need to get money, but everyone's forgetting that, yes, we do have a young core, but we also have a whole lot of old veterans. Like, you know, Jason Kelsey's hinted that he might be possibly coming up on his 18th hole. Lane Johnson's hinted at it. Fletch is getting up there. Brandon Graham's getting up there. There's going to be a lot more cap leaving the team itself, we're going to have a lot more flexibility, and the cap just went up. I think everyone's freaking out over nothing, and this team has long-term sustainability. Well, and Gavin, I think the point you brought up there with the young players, it's not just Jalen Hurts. Like, if they had Hurts and nothing else, we'd be like, uh-oh, because how are they going to put a bunch of players around them? But th- this offense, 
I would say there's six or seven guys that are going to be here and not going anywhere for years, you know, between the Jalen, between the, the three best weapons on offense, on the outside, you know, their left guard, left tackle. They're, they're set up on offense. And Howie's proven that he can draft solid O-linemen, so I feel like he really pays attention to the trenches on both sides of the ball. He finds pieces that fit. Honestly, the only thing I'm concerned about is that we're going to revert back to how we were at the end of the Andy Reid era where we have no-name corners and we're just in big shootouts. Well, I mean, look, we have Slay for a few years, but you know, Bradbury is certainly going to be a tough one to resign. Gavin appreciated, you know, the corner position because he's going mean, to—he deserves money, and he'll probably get more somewhere else. Um, but again, they have two first-round picks this draft, including the tenth pick in the draft. That yeah, every mock draft I look at, and I've, you know, we're we're kind of so focused on this Super Bowl and this game and this run that we're not in that off-season mode yet. Or the combine's coming up, but I expect. And I'm sure Hugh and I will talk a lot about this when we start in, into March and April and towards the draft. I fully expect one of those picks the first round to be a young corner. Um, so, so they'll add to that position. Like I, I, I haven't felt this good about the, the, the long-term outlook on the franchise in 20 years. I, I, I really haven't because there hasn't been a young quarterback I've liked this much since young Donovan. And you know, even if you liked, you know, even if you really liked Carson in 2017, I think we all did. He got hurt at the end of that year. There was uncertainty around him moving forward, and it turned out to be, you know, the worst case scenario. He he just completely fell apart, uh, you know, physically and and um, and mentally, just totally fell apart. So you had all that in it, and now you have, and and you know, Tucker brought up a point about Howie and and the only time he's put together a contender. I do think he's learned from those mistakes. I do think he's a better executive now than he was in the past, and and I think you'll see that. As time goes on, 215-592-9494. That is how you hop aboard on this Thursday night. What's more likely in your mind? This is the beginning of a long run of contention for the Eagles, or is it another one of Howie's Comets? One year, big, big year, and then it falls back because they can't sustain it. I, I do like the Howie's Comet line. I mean, I don't think this is what it is, but... I was very excited. I came up with that like 10 minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, Howie's Comet. Um I just, it, it's not how he's coming, but it's a good line. 215 592 9494. We'll come back, your phone calls. And we got to play this for you as we speak about Howie Roseman. Joe Banner gave the story on the Rich Eisen show about how he came to hire Howie Roseman. I mean, if this isn't a story of persistence, I don't know what it is. You'll hear that next coming up on Sports Radio 94 WIP. And this year, we'll come back next on Sports Radio 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. Get you aboard here on this Thursday night. Later this show, Kyle Newbeck's going to join the show. We'll talk some Sixers. So it sounds like Joel Embiid is an all-star reserve, which obviously was going to be. I mean, the debate was whether he should have started or not. We knew he was going to be on the team. James Harden, though, not an all-star reserve. So... Does uh, that mean Daryl Morey officially lied when he told us he was going to trade Ben Simmons for a star? Is that is that we call that an official lie now? I mean, I'm just being silly. Harden's played well this year for the most part. Uh, he did not make the team as a reserve. Uh, Embiid 
clearly and deservingly did make the NBA All-Star team. We'll talk to Kyle Newbeck coming up at 9. And we got to get his thoughts on the trade deadline. This trade deadline has completely snuck up on me. I don't know why the NBA doesn't do this after the NFL season ends. Like, do they want any buzz for the trade deadline? Like, what are we doing then? It's next Thursday. But we'll have Kyle coming on at 9. We'll play the uh, Jalen Hurts presser for you in a little bit. 215-592-9494. Right now, though... We talk about this window, this Eagles window of contention. Heard Mark Cerise debating this yesterday, the urgency to win this Super Bowl. My perspective is this. This may be their best chance to win, their best roster they have under Jalen Hurts or with Jalen Hurts. But this window is big that the Eagles are going to have here over the next three, four, five years. Look at the rest of the NFC. I would take the combination of Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts over any trio between head coach, quarterback, and decision maker in the conference right now. They're going to have a long window. This reminds me of the beginning of the Andy and Donovan era. And although that team didn't capitalize what a parade, they went to four NFC Championship games. And they had a chance to continue to win and win and win. They had a long window of contention. That's how I view this. This is way more like 2001, except they're in the Super Bowl, than it is something like 2017. Hertz is physically going to be fine into the future, unlike... You know, Wentz, who got a debilitating injury in 17. They have a young roster on the offensive side of the football. They know what they're doing now in terms of how to build this thing. I love where this is going, and I believe this is a long window. Tucker thinks it's a Howie's Comet. Could be another one-year thing, and they fall back. 215-592-9494. Let's talk to James here, who's in Glassboro. Hey, James. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, James. What's up tonight? Nothing much, nothing much. Uh, I just wanted to say I appreciate you guys taking my call. It's, uh, my, I'm a second-year listener, first-time caller. Uh, I listen to you guys all day long. So uh, that, first and foremost, I appreciate it. And um, I'm with you, man. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be this guy for the next coming years. I think he's really going to be, you know, that, that generational talent that's going to really attract other players to, to come play for us. I mean, he, you know, he's not Carson Wentz. He's not... Not Nick Foles. I, I agree with the the Howie's comment on that one, and this is definitely the easiest path we've had to the Super Bowl. But I think I think we're going to keep this thing rolling. I think we're the next dynasty. Well, you know, usually James, when I hear that, it's like you, you kind of like you say to yourself, it, dynasties are hard to be. But you know, before the season, I don't know if you remember Michael Irvin on NFL Network before the season even started, he used that word to describe the Eagles, and that was before they even had this season. So. You know, you could kind of see a foundation here, James, where they should be a good football team for a long time, and and I think it helps that this conference stinks right now. No, absolutely, you're you're 100 right, and I just think that you know what we have going for us. I know we're losing a couple guys, and um, definitely, you know, hopefully, going to keep on to Jonathan Gannon. Uh, that's crucial for us, but I really think that this is something that we can keep rolling, and I think it's more than just how he's coming. I think he's put in the work over the past couple of years to get us to this point where we're going to continue to be great, and I don't I don't see us going downhill anytime soon. No, I, I don't either, James, and I appreciate it. And, and there's obviously levels to this, right? Do we expect the Eagles to be in the Super Bowl every single year? No. I mean, that's that's a lot to ask. But like that team back in, in 2000, 2001, they opened up a window to compete on a yearly basis. And, you know, back then it was Joe Banner, you know, in charge and how he was learning, and now it's how he – and listen to this story. Joe Banner was on Rich Eisen yesterday. And they were talking about Howie Roseman, and it's funny, you know, we talk, We always in this city have talked to him as a, a guy that wasn't a football guy that kind of worked his way to become one. Well, he he didn't shy away from knowing what he was and still working to be that. Here's listen to the story uh, Banner describing how he eventually hired Howie Roseman. I started getting letters from this complete stranger who identified himself as a recent graduate of uh, Tulane Law School and University of Florida. Mm-hmm undergrad about his desire to work in the NFL and actually broadcasting and leading with the fact that he had never played football, coached football, been the ball boy for a football team, but he was absolutely sure that if given the opportunity, he would be a great general manager. Um, And the only thing that was conspicuous about that was that he sent these letters every single day for years. Come on. Yeah, every day. I got a letter from Howie Roseman every day. And I don't even know how, but I was on the phone one day with Mike Tannenbaum, and somehow it came up that he was writing both of us a letter every day. Ah, come on. And we started wondering, is, is he literally writing like the 32 letters every day? So anyway, we had a funny conversation about whether he was driven or crazy. <laughs> <laughs> 
So at one point, Mike called me up, and he says, you're not going to believe it. I've decided I'm going to meet this guy. I just got to meet a guy who actually is writing a letter every single day. He wants this job so bad. I just got to meet him. And I joked. I said, well, do it in a public place. You, know, you don't know what you're dealing with here. And we had kind of that laugh. And he called me up at the lunch. He said, listen, he said, I'm not going to hire him because with the opening I have that I was thinking he could fit, he doesn't fit. But if you get an opening, you should talk to this guy. He's smart. He's driven. He's not crazy. And I'm not sure whether he can be a general manager or not, but he's certainly good enough and smart enough that he deserves a chance. I mean, that story is remarkable. He wrote a letter every single day. Now, now I'm thinking back. This had to be, what, late 90s, I'm guessing, right? Late 90s. You think he just printed out the same letter every day? I mean, it wasn't like, you know, this is typewriter world of, of the 70s and 80s still. Like, he had a computer, I'm sure. Do we think he just printed out the same letter, or did Howie type, type out, write out a new letter every single day? Because eventually you would run out of content, wouldn't you? Like, I'm, if I wrote you a letter every day, like, wouldn't you, I would just start describing what I was doing every day, and, like, that would be creepy. Well, I mean, they did hint that it was a little bit off-putting. I'm willing to bet he had, like, I don't know, seven or eight letters that he rotated through. Well, I would think if you're going to do this after, like, you know, day 30, the, the person stops reading them, right? He just, they just acknowledge, oh, here's the letter from Roseman again. You could send again. an empty envelope. No one would Yeah, notice. they just, it's, it's almost like the, the thought that counts at that point. It, it, that is a remarkable story. I mean, he, he wanted this so badly. They just, I mean, he, he basically willed his way into becoming part of this front office. It, that's all that is. If no one asks him about that at his next press conference, that's an issue. Oh, I agree. That, it's a great story. And, and, you know, the other thing I thought about as I heard that uh, when I listened to it, I wonder if he saw a little bit of himself in a weird way in, in Jalen Hurts when he was going through and thinking about drafting him and, and bringing him here. Like, what, what do we hear about Jalen Hurts all the time? All, it's all he thinks about. It's all he wants. And he is the ultimate grinder, and he won't stop until he gets to the level of, of being great. Isn't that what Harry Roseman was? I mean, like, obviously, Jalen Hurts is, a, is an athlete, and Harry Roseman was not. But I, I think there's some personality that, that's similar between the two of those guys. I thought that's a great story, that how, how, how he got into this organization. Chris is in Delaware. Chris is on WIP. Hey, Chris. Hey, what's up, Joey G? What's uh, up, I just buddy? wanted to say congratulations on your promotion, man. You deserve it. Thank you, Chris. Uh, I'm, so I'm excited, and, and I'm excited to, uh, to have you listen to us in the midday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely. And I know me and you have always gotten into it in regards to Howie Roseman and how good of a DM he is. But, uh, yeah, he's really set this team up, man. And, you know, he's really done a good job identifying talent, not reaching for talent like he did in previous years with, like, the Derek Barnett and guys like that and the Artega Whitesides. But I'm looking at this team, and I think we're, you know, probably one, maybe two offensive linemen away, depending on what Lane does. Um, you know, I like the draft with uh, Nicobe Dean, who we haven't even really mm-hmm. seen play, and he's still young. And, you know, I think they're also looking at a corner because Seattle, you know, beat him to the punch drafting uh, Tariq Cohen. Because if you notice that draft after he was taken off the board, we immediately traded that pick uh, and, and got out of that round. So I, I think they know that they're looking for a corner. They're just kind of trying to see what's out there. Maybe, depending on how the draft falls, I think how he even trades that first-round pick maybe to get another future first-round pick and then see what corner is there, maybe at like 15 or so. Because, um, you know, teams would be reaching for a quarterback this year. Um, you just broke down to NFC. A lot of teams are going to be looking for a quarterback, so maybe one is willing to trade up at 10. So we'll see. It's a good point, Chris. And, yeah, I, I kind of forgot about that thing with the Seattle corner. Yeah, I mean, I you look at it – they they obviously knew it was a weakness, right? Then eventually they, they got Bradbury, and that might just be a one-year kind of Band-Aid thing. But I, they have two first-round picks. Whether they move up, they move down, I, I, they'll get one. They'll get a corner here. And you're right, the the offensive line, you know, they drafted Cam Jurgens. We'll see how much longer Lane and Kelsey play. But almost the entire offense is, is going to be here for a while. Definitely. And, like, our offense is so, is so stacked that people actually forgot that we, uh, we picked up Trey Sermon who, you know, has been inactive all year. So even if we don't sign Miles, we still have another running back that's on a rookie deal that we don't have to go out there and, you know, reach in the draft or overpay for a veteran running back. We still have a solid core of running back. So, uh, you know, if, if they bring back, you know, Boston Scott, we're looking at Boston Scott, Gainwell, and Trey Sermon, which would, would be also a really good three-headed monster that you're not really paying a lot of money to. Yeah, so. you're right. It would be, it'd be good. And, and Chris, man, I appreciate your phone call. I appreciate listening. Yeah, I, I also think, you know, 
the Miles Sanders situation this offseason is going to be interesting. He's a free agent. You know, considering all the guys they have, I'd be surprised if they allocate any sort of significant money to Miles Sanders. I just don't think they, they will do it uh, because he's a running back. But you know what? The last couple weeks have made me feel good about the idea of Kenny Gainwell paired with another back they draft. And let's say they I think they bring back Boston Scott for a really you know kind of cheap kind of sum. You draft another back. You have Kenny Gainwell. I mean, that, and and with this running game with Hertz next to the running backs, creating you know the, these openings, they'll be fine. I, I'm not, you know, I think there's and we'll get to this during the offseason. There's there's a free agency you have to worry about losing. Like how do they replace Javon Hargrave? How do they replace James Bradbury? How do they replace Chauncey Gardner Johnson? If if they all leave, and we don't know if they all going to leave, there's some impactful guys, but. I think sometimes you hear the number, like they have eight free agents. What are they going to do? Or they have nine free agents. Well, I mean, they drafted Nicobe Dean, so he's ready to play next year when, let's say, Kaiser White goes back to free agency. They drafted Cam Jurgens to either play center if Kelsey retires or if Sayamalo leaves and Kelsey stays, and they could absolutely play Cam Jurgens next year at guard. So they have contingency plans here. Like, that's the purpose of drafting. You know, I don't think Jordan Davis has had an outstanding year as a rookie. But they drafted him very high to play more next year. Like this is, you you when you draft, you draft one or two years out. You don't just draft for that year. So obviously the plan has to be for Jordan Davis to have a bigger role next year. Whether that's taking the spot of, of Hargrave or just taking Fletcher Cox's snaps, like that's got to be the plan. You know, I think Blankenship has played himself into a the kind of place where Tucker. I don't think they're going to sign. I'd be very surprised they signed both Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and Marcus Epps. And, and they, neither might come back, but I'd be surprised if both did. Yeah, I would be shocked, too. I mean, even before Blankenship stepped up, you could kind of see that with three guys and three starters basically playing on a free agent deal in that secondary, 100%. I, I would have been surprised if all three came back. And now I think probably if two came back, I would be surprised. I think maybe they signed a safety or they signed Bradbury. And not all three, and having those two first-round picks upcoming in in April's draft certainly does help. But you mentioned those are long-term plays, right? And if we're going to talk about Jordan Davis, who I think has been rather disappointing this season, I mean, you're going to lose your top four defensive tackles this offseason potentially, right? Like he's fifth on the depth chart right now, behind Indomitian Sue, Linval Joseph, and then the pair of Hargrave and Cox, and. He can't play both spots 100% of the time. I mean, this is a guy who only played 30% of the time in college anyway. You're going to have to reinvest once again Mm -hmm. big-time resources in that defensive tackle position. Well, they are. I mean, right. If you had, if I had a guess right now, if it was like, all right, right now, guess their first two draft picks. If assuming they make two first round picks, I would say corner and defensive tackle. I don't know what order, but I would yeah, say I would that. say those are their two most pressing long term needs. Yeah, especially when you factor in the guys that probably walk away. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. I look at this team right now, this Eagles team, as we head towards the Super Bowl, as this is the beginning of a big window of contention. And, and I could actually make the case it started last year. You know, the first year they made the playoffs, they cracked through with a, a quarterback on a rookie deal. Last year was the beginning of the window, and they had a ceiling. This year is is year two of this window, and they're in the Super Bowl. I look at it as a five-year window of contention. This is year two. They have, without a question in my mind, three more years moving forward with a core that's already under contract. That's where I'm at. And, you know, there's some people out there who believe, you know what? No. Look, they have eight free agents. Tucker calls it Howie's Comet. They put together these kind of teams every five years, and then they struggle struggle to sustain it. I, I view this as, to make a comp to a past Eagles team, this reminds me more of 2001. The beginning of a run with Andy Reid, Donovan McNabb, a, a young core on on the defensive side of the football, a young quarterback. You know that's that's the way I view this, and I I understand that Jalen Hurts' contracts could have changed things. I understand that how he's had some some trouble sustaining success, but I believe this is the kind of quarterback that, as long as health is there, is going to be good for a while, and I believe they have enough here. And they have enough resources. Like, I don't think we made enough of a big deal of, of that extra first-round pick. I mean, that is potentially the ticket out of problems. I mean, they're going to have issues with the salary cap. They're going to have to you know, move on for some guys they probably want to keep. Well, that 10th pick in the draft this year could be used, hopefully, on a blue-chip player. Or, and I think our last caller brought this up, like, there's definitely a chance the Eagles trade that pick for other picks. So they have more capital to throw at, at, at players to try to fill this roster out the next couple of years. I, I think this is just the beginning. 
I, I'd be surprised if we are sitting here over the next three to – I'll say the next three seasons – and we aren't talking within each of those seasons about the Eagles as a Super Bowl contender. Now, will they get there every year? No. I'm not going to go to four or five Super Bowls in this period of time. I doubt that. But I, I'd be surprised if within each season, heading into each season, they're not in that conversation. That That's what I believe they've kind of put themselves in the mix to be. Uh, let's talk to Self in North Philly. What's up, Self? What's going on, man? How you doing, buddy? I'm chilling. I'm chilling, man. I was just saying, the I think it was it's Tucker, right? Yep. I was just saying, like, wouldn't it be something if they all said if Jalen take a pay cut, we'd take a pay cut or sign a one-year deal just to come back and wreak havoc on the league again, see if we can run it back and get another ring? I mean, I, I it might be wishful thinking. But I, I don't know, man. It could be they may have that commodity, com, camaraderie, camaraderie, whatever that word is. I can't get it out. <laughs> camaraderie of um, brotherhood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where they, they may want to just stick it out and see if they can do it again. And wouldn't that make their their their, uh, their worthwhile increase for the following season when they do, you know, get sought out by other teams? Well, it, it could. I mean, I, it's, I mean, self obviously, players don't usually do this because they're afraid their careers are going to be short and they want to get the most money they can as soon as they can because they're just nervous that the money will, you know, their their career will, you know, not last very long. But I'd love it. I mean, the, the only way, the only reason I think there's a chance that something to this extent happens, like some of these guys do come back and, and they try to keep the band together. I mean, self, I'm sure you've heard it too. Every time I listen to Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith talk. All they care about is winning. It's like it's like they're still at Alabama. That's like their only thought is winning the next game. Like there's something there's something different about the way those guys are wired compared to other players. Right, but but they also the other players around them also bought into you know their concept and their belief and that brotherhood and that loyaltyness. So I, I don't know it. I, I get it. We're now in a league. Or, or not even just a league, all across the board, every sport, where it's greed over passion, mm-hmm. right? It's yep. greed over love. You know what I'm saying? Like, if these guys really want to, if it's really about the Super Bowl and not about your pockets, like, they really have a chance to, to be a dynasty. Well, they, Self, they do. If they kept it together, and, and I appreciate it, man, good call. And and obviously the the, the conference they're in lends to that. Uh, to have a chance to to be something special, it is. I do think it's harder in football, though. I, I just think it is. Your your you're, your ability to make money is shorter than every other sport. I mean, your career the the average career is just shorter in every sport. I mean, would I love it if Jalen Hurts took less this offseason to be an Eagle for the long term and give them the best cap situation? I, I would. But his agent, I believe her name is Nicole Lynn, this is going to be her first high pro. She has two this offseason, I think. I think Quinn and Williams and Jalen Hurts could both be paid this offseason. Two all pros. This is her first crack at making a name for herself as an agent. And obviously, she wants to attract more clients and have more great players that she could sign coming out of college. You think she's going to want a team-friendly deal in her first quarterback deal? I mean, she's, it's, she's part of this too, right? She's his agent. And what's crazy is with Jalen Hurts at such a young age... He could get two of these contracts, maybe three of these contracts. I, I mean, the way quarterback play, and I don't think he's going to play to forty-five like Tom Brady, especially the the style of play he does. But if he's let's say he signs a five-year deal, he'll still be under thirty the next time it, it this comes back around. So Joe Banner actually wrote a column today over at the Thirty Thirteen, the website he writes for about this Hurts' contract. A lot of Joe Banner content. A lot today. of Joe. Well, I mean, Joe's uh, he likes this stuff, and he's he's got. I think he's interesting. He actually he talked about how the deal will get done. He doesn't think it's a question about that, and but what each side would want, and his thought was on your side of it. He thinks if Hertz he projected from Hertz's position, give me a three year deal, and I get back to free agency at twenty seven years old. Like give me a lot of money for three years, but from the Eagles' position, they got to want the longest possible deal so they could spread the cap hits out. And I heard Ike today actually saying not as much money, but maybe the Eagles would want to do a Mahomes kind of deal. Where they get to spread, you know, whatever he gets per year, right, out over a long period, and then the cap hits are pretty reasonable. Because I saw something today that Daniel Jones people are projecting to get four one sixty. So like, if Daniel Jones is getting four one sixty, Hertz is going to get fifty a year, and we got to just deal with that. 
Right, unless you'd sign him for the next decade. Right, and then you could spread it out to maybe he only gets 35. Trey Turner contract, if you will. Yeah, you want, and you know what? I wouldn't put it past the Eagles to float that and, and see if um, he and his agent are into that idea. Commando Dave is in Seattle. What's up, Dave? Hey, what's going on out there, Joey G? How are you, Dave? Man, great to be on the line with you, buddy. I'm a long-time uh, caller out here in Seattle of the John Clayton Show, so I would be remiss if I didn't say rest in peace to the professor as I get going on this call here. Uh, and look, I got an affinity, of course, being a Seahawks fan, a little bird brotherhood out here with Eagles fans, not to mention I've been at Buckley's in Belltown so many times that they just, it's like you're in Philly, Joey, uh, when those guys come taking over that bar down there. But look, you guys got to start taking, you know, thinking about these things one Super Bowl at a time because listening to the show today, I understand the Haley's coming and the wide open window. And of course, like I said, I've heard a lot of fly eagles fly in my day here in Seattle down there, Buckley's in Belltown. But the thing is, that window sometimes closes up because you guys sound a little bit like we were back in the day with Russell Wilson on a rookie contract. Uh, the Seahawks had a monster draft, of course, back there in 2012. Uh, they got by, uh, I shouldn't say got by, they almost got by the Atlanta Falcons, uh, and that was uh, in that uh, divisional game, and that was really the catalyst that kicked them up the next year for them to go ahead and take down the, the highest-powered uh, offense in the AFC there with Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos. We had the Legion of Boom laying people out all over the place. Of course, we brought in Marshawn Lynch, Beast Mode, running crazy. And what happened? We blasted the Denver Broncos, and then the next year running to the New England Patriots, and that fourth quarter got away. And boom, next thing you know, throwing a pick that will live in infamy of Super Bowl history. Or and, and so that window, we thought the same thing. Man, this thing is wide open, and the, the, the Seahawks are going to be flying to multiple Super Bowls and winning a few, two or three in a five-year stretch. Yeah, and they only got the one, Dave, and I, I hear you, man. And I, I, In retrospect, it, it probably feels disappointing out there that they only got one considering how great that team was in the beginning. This is what I'm trying to say here. And look, the Eagles look fantastic. They remind me, you know, with the type of power that they have. And like you guys are talking about, they got that hellified defense. They've got their uh, guy on the rookie contract out there as well. They're able to put up points. They're able to knock people out. And as you talk, as I hear you guys talking about how wide that window might be, man, I'm just going to tell you guys, I'm not trying to throw any water on any of the Philly fans out there. Fly Eagles fly, but man, you sometimes you just have to enjoy the Super Bowls as they come. So enjoy this Super Bowl Heinz 57 uh, for what it is, and then if that window stays open, uh, all the luck to you. Dave, I will, buddy, and I appreciate the phone call. And I, I get it, um, but I, I do think it's worth noting what the Seahawks accomplished in that time. They only got one Super Bowl, but I, if the Eagles have this run, I, I will feel like the window I'm talking about came to fruition. So he, here was the run. He just mentioned it. They got to the divisional round, then they won the Super Bowl, they got back to the Super Bowl, and went to the division round the next two years. Five-year run, divisional round every single year, two Super Bowl appearances in that time frame. And they won 11, 13, 12, 10, 10. That's what I... I will take that. I mean, that's what, I, that's what I'm... I think the Eagles can have a run like that. I'm not saying they're going to go to the five straight Super Bowls. My point is, though, I believe they are set up between Hurts, the youth on offense, the uh, the ability to maneuver and, and kind of pivot uh, the way they have in this front office for years now, and the, and the fact that the NFC just is it does not look very strong. I mean, if you ask me right now who are the four best teams in the NFC next year, I would say the Eagles, the 49ers without a quarterback, the Detroit Lions with Jared Goff, and... I don't know. You pick out of a hat the last team. No idea. I mean, I, I give you three. I mean, I have no idea who the four best teams in the NFC are going to be next year. No idea. So it's open. And I will take that run. As, as, maybe, as much as maybe the Seahawks didn't 
win multiple Super Bowls, I think the Eagles have a very similar run where they go to multiple Super Bowls and they knock on that door every single year within the final four of the NFC. 215-592-9494. When you look at this Eagles window, what do you see? Wide open for years to come to compete for a Super Bowl or maybe another one-year Comet? How is Comet like it was in 2017? 215-592-9494. It's Aya Hopper. We'll come back. Interesting take from Chris Long on Lane Johnson. A guy that we all know is great, but maybe he's even greater than we think. And we'll talk about how many people in this Super Bowl will one day end up at Canton. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop board. Sports Radio 94 WIP. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Download FanDuel now and use promo code Gilio so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You get up to three thousand dollars back at bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown yeah give me a touchdown on the Eagles quarterback anytime touchdowns we're all an app that's safe secure and super easy to use best of all you get paid your winnings instantly I really like the FanDuel app FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP so join FanDuel today promo code G-I-G-L-I-O to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57 Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.